We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. She was the Heisman Trophy winner in 1986. He left her off the ballot. They are Maggie and Perloff on CBS Sports Radio. Where did that Bears team come from? Hey, good morning. Welcome, Maggie and Perloff, the new morning show on CBS Sports Radio. Surprised and delighted by what we saw from Justin Fields and the Bears, but Perloff, I can't tell if this was fool's gold. Oh, you're telling me a big Thursday night game against the (laughs) Commanders? I don't even know if that's fool's gold. That's like fool's bronze because I don't even know even the most optimistic Bears fan can't think this means anything can they well this is the second week in a row Justin Fields four touchdowns four touchdown passes in this game I mean he does look like he has turned a corner now he went against like maybe the worst defense ever in the Denver Broncos last week and then this the second worst defense (laughs) the commanders are supposed to be good though they've got first round draft picks all along that defense they've got a defensive minded head coach in Ron Rivera and yet they were completely flat and to the Bears credit they have lost 14 in a row they were on a historic losing streak they were in danger of going down in infamy in the franchise history of the Chicago Bears and they came out very hungry last night I mean, come on. The commanders did not show up at all. And the other thing, the commanders are bottom 10 DVOA in defense. They're really bad on defense, too. Yep. The, the only thing I would say, is this a problem for the Bears? In a sense, they have nothing but easy defenses coming up. They got the Raiders in two weeks, who are one of the worst in the league. They got the Vikings next week, who've actually been good, but I don't know about that team either. So where are we going, Fields? I feel like you are heading your ship right towards NFL limbo where you're going to stick with Justin Fields. And guess what next year is going to be? The New York Giants with Daniel Jones. So is this good? Are you happy if you're a Bears fan? See, I think this could end up being one of the worst things that happened to them because you know, and I know, and you're alluding to it, being mediocre is the last thing you want, especially if you do have questions about your quarterback. Now, the thing about Fields is he has the whole rest of the season to prove that maybe this is not a fluke. Maybe he does start to play better against some better defenses. And you think, all right, this guy was the 11th overall pick in the draft. You might want to roll with him. But, but if you're so close to be able to get Caleb Williams and really restart this thing and go with a guy who maybe has a bit of a higher ceiling, no disrespect to Justin Fields, and really wipe the slate clean, how can you pass up that opportunity? Yeah, you can't. And in that picture, if you do get Caleb Williams, Matt Eberflus is probably not your coach. You probably want, this is not even a rip of Matt Eberflus. You probably want an offensive guy uh, because I actually was very surprised when the Bears hired Eberflus. You were too. The trend is offensive guys. So I think underneath the Bears, no matter how many good games they have, people do not trust Matt Eberflus because he's a defensive guy. And this offense, even last night, Justin Fields, big, big night. He looked great, but he only had 283 passing yards and there were some misses. You, uh, he had even more opportunities because for some reason the commander's secondary didn't show up. So you you say that's a great sign last night, but you want to see so much more. It's five weeks in. This this Now the experiment's on. I think everyone was dead on Justin Fields yep. coming in this week. Now the experiment is on. Ooh, now we're going to give him a tryout for 10 games. But if I had to bet on it, yeah, 
I would bet this is not going to work out. I still think. He'll I regress. Still, he'll he'll sh- I for think Fields he, or for the team. I think I think the team is going to be bad. Yeah. And Fields, I don't I don't think Fields will regress, but I think if they're a four win team, five win team, that they're going to be in the draft and they're going to draft somebody. Okay, but here's the thing: it's one thing if you're going to be in the draft with the first pick, or you know, you're going to get Caleb Williams, and it seems like this guy is a slam dunk. When you start getting into, all right, we got the second pick, or yeah. we got the third pick. Now you're into Zach Wilson territory. Now you're into Mitchell Trubisky territory. Now you're into a place where it might be way more of a gamble, and it's like a bird in the hand versus two in the bush type of thing. Like, if if Fields continues to play well, maybe he's not the problem. You bring in a new coaching staff. You see now with, ha- with him having a number one wide receiver, DJ Moore, three touchdowns last night. Eight receptions, 230 yards, 141 of those yards were yards after the catch. He was making really big plays. Think about this. DJ Moore so far this year has more yards and more touchdowns than any Bears receiver from all of last season. It's not even November. We're not even at Halloween yet. And he has already surpassed any receiver from last year. So, Fields with some legit weapons could be something that's worth yeah. just keeping, not taking a risk on someone who's not Caleb Williams. Yeah, but do you know that you're going to be in the top five in quarterback heavy draft where you get to get that quarterback with a rookie contract? It's, it's because Fields, tough. here's the big issue with Fields. He's coming up, he's in his third year. Yep. You're going to have to pay Fields, and you know that. So, I mean, if Caleb Williams is there, it's done. Uh, because this is a rare opportunity. The Bears hope they're not in the top five looking at quarterbacks every year. You know how front offices are. If they sit at number two, and let's say, for example, North Carolina quarterback Drake May is there, and he's a top, top prospect, the office front office is going to say, well, we have to pay Justin Fields, and we just lost a bunch of games. We're probably going to fire our coach. So what are we doing here? We might as well take a risk and, and financially. Yeah, because you look at the Super Bowl, it's all guys on their rookie contracts. Fields' rookie contract is running out. That's an unfortunate thing with the structure of the rookie cap. I, I don't know. Just a... a I just feel the overreaction to a Thursday night win. I do not know why the commanders were so flat, but you saw the plays. DJ Moore was running wide open. The safeties <laughs> were nuts. headed the wrong direction every play. How could you, the guy had almost 300 yards receiving, or well, 230. Yeah. How can you not cover this man? I, I think that now either Jack Del Rio, who is the defensive coordinator for the commanders, has now taken the Matt Canada torch of uh, the most hated uh, coordinator in the NFL, or maybe not hated, embattled. Aren't you excited, though, now that we're talking about this, to see the Bears and the Vikings next week? Does Justin Fields have a third straight great game? See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like you now, Justin Fields it's a topic kind now. of resurrected. He might have saved his career. And where I might disagree about, yes, if, if they get the number two pick, I just feel like that's not the sure thing that Caleb Williams appears to be. And there's no sure things in the draft. But like you might be better off just picking up the fifth-year option for Fields and playing this thing out. You don't have to automatically give him $100 million guaranteed. You can play it out a little longer, pick up the fifth-year options like $20 million. Yeah, I mean, they're going to look at the Giants and say, ooh, maybe we don't want to do that. (laughs) What did we do? Let's hear Justin Fields, shall we, Pete? Uh, Grateful to have DJ Moore and a little surprised how open he was. They left him one-on-one more times than I thought they would tonight. So, uh, you know, when you always have him um, one-on-one, he's going to win 95% of the time. So uh, just thankful for him, to be honest. He makes my job way easier. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he showed up tonight. Eight catches for 230. Like, that's... That's a crazy stat right there. He's right. And 
you would hope for the Bears it's just going to be more, you know, uh, weapons. If they do decide to stay with Fields, they have the two first-round picks, their own and Carolina's, as you said. Maybe you add Marvin Harrison Jr. to this mix. Maybe you do add another big weapon, and you see, hey, this offense is not totally inept. They lost offensive linemen. By the way, how many injuries in that game last night? It was like every other play, somebody was leaving the field for either team Bears end up losing not just like multiple running backs in that game, but multiple offensive linemen, and they were still able to move the ball on the commanders. Yeah, but you look at this team, the Bears, the Vikings next week, what's the first thing you're going to do if you look at the tape from last night? You're uh, going to cover DJ Moore. Yeah, someone put two bodies on this guy. Yeah, so who else is stepping up? It obviously isn't our guy Chase Claypool. No, he's uh, going to be a goner. Yeah, now, now you're going to see opposing teams say, all right, DJ Moore killed the commanders and he's had a good season. I'm curious, Justin Fields, you're going to try to make life more difficult for Justin Fields. It's as if the commanders had never seen any tape on the Bears <laughs> offense in the, at all. What were they doing? I mean, they were on a short week. They had just gone to overtime with your Philadelphia Eagles. I think they took the moral victory thing about, first yeah. of all, they beat the Eagles last year. It's a division opponent. Then they take your Eagles to overtime last week. And I think it was moral victory. Like, hey, if we can hang with the Eagles, then clearly we're going to smoke the Bears. Like, the Bears are a losing team. They're going to be, you know, mail this in. There's no way that they're going to be hyped for this game. And it was the complete opposite. Commanders came out totally flat, expected the Bears to hand them the game, essentially. And the Bears were inspired. Well, I mean, the Bears also were desperate to avoid that historic losing streak. They're at 14 they did not want to go down as one of the worst teams in France, as the yeah. worst team in franchise history. So that was that a desperation game from the Bears? I obviously Definitely. I, Thursday night is a, such a weird week anyway. But I feel like that game I saw last night was more about emotion than scheme or X's and O's. Basically, the Commanders just had none of it, and the Bears played like a desperate team. I that's why I'm I'm having such trouble reading into this and saying, oh, okay, we have our quarterback of the future. I have a lot of friends who are Bears fans. Yeah, and someone texts me last night and says, "I told you, Justin Fields is the guy." And I actually texted <laughs> him back. I'm like, "Are lap. you sure?" <laughs> I'm like a victory lap because of this. So, but I will tell you, it is all of a sudden it's a different picture. Now we're going to watch Justin Fields a lot more closely because I had already given up on him. I think most people had eight five five two one two four CBS eight five five two one two. Four two two seven, and obviously Bears also playing maybe a bit inspired after the passing of Dick Buckus. I mean, none of these players were even old enough to watch him play or even be anywhere close to alive when he was in his playing career, but maybe you get a little inspiration from that as well. Here's how you know things are really bad if you're the Washington Commanders. Magic Johnson just shreds you. On social media. Magic Johnson is obviously one of the limited partners, a part owner of the Commanders. Here was his tweet. Tonight, the Commanders played with no intensity or fire. We didn't compete in the first half. Got down 27-3 to heading into halftime. It was too big of a hole to climb out of. And that is why we ended up losing 40-20. to Facts. Yeah, I mean, as, as Magic, Magic tells it like it is. As all Magic tweets are. It's like the Associated Press couldn't have written it but any better than that. Yeah, I'm curious. We never really quite understood what Magic's role with the Lakers was. Can Magic get the coach fired in Washington? I know he's a part owner. Uh, I don't. If you're, if he you're the coach, coach fired when he played for the Lakers. If you're the coach in Washington, you do not want to see that Magic tweet. <laughs> no, <laughs> because that sort of you can start sort of see things starting to unravel for our guy Ron Rivera in Washington. For sure. I yeah. mean, I think Rivera's quite frankly been on the hot seat for. Well, here's the thing. He probably should have been on the hot seat for quite some time. 
but everything was so dysfunctional from the ownership standpoint that to fire the coach in the midst of Dan Snyder being ousted slash selling the team, like Rivera was the least of your problems when you're going through all that Dan Snyder BS. So now that they are settled with Josh Harris as the new owner, I think you're going to expect some new blood. The funny thing is the commanders were in a great spot. I mean, they had the worst team in the league in their house. Yep. They win that. They go to three and two. They have the Falcons next week, then the Giants, uh, the Eagles, and the Patriots. So they had Set three of the worst teams. Nice. This was potentially a playoff team. You said something earlier that I agree with. I think that they took the Bears totally for granted. I think they thought they had that win, and they were looking ahead to this playoff run. And now it's all it's all gone in one week. That I don't know how you recover from a game like that at home on national TV to let Justin Fields throw, well, mostly in the first half, yeah. but do anything he wants. This is tough. And Rivera, I love Rivera personally. I think this is the beginning of the end for sure. I mean, you got first-round picks all over that defense. I know that they're young in the secondary, but so are the Bears. I mean, you got first-round picks all along that defensive line. And, you know, Fields felt some pressure in the second half, but he he was doing whatever. Why aren't these guys better? Why isn't this Mm. this defense any better? Well, they've never been healthy. They were finally supposed to be healthy last night, and they sure didn't look it. Uh, 855-212-4CBS. If you want to watch the show... Something I strongly encourage you to do today of all days, uh, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. You can hang out in the chat with the weedos and the coffee drinkers while Jeffrey Howell says magic is, says, I want my money back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's going to bail quite yet. Magic has a lot of money. Um, today of all days might be the good one to check us out on the YouTube stream. Say you're not really a YouTube person. You might want to try it today. Perloff has lost a bet, and today's the day to pay the piper, and that's all of us. Perloff bet me he thought that uh, Joe Burrow was going to take less money than Justin Herbert. That turned out not to be true. I thought Joe Burrow wanted to win championships, and (laughs) clearly the way the season's playing out, he does not. So the bet was you have to eat a bowl of Skyline chili, but with no hands. Right. Let that visual sink There's, there's some controversy about whether I need my hands to be handcuffed. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I think it came from you. Uh, <laughs> you were the one who decided handcuffs. We have multiple ponchos now in the studio. They're bright yellow. Thankfully, uh, Pat Boyle producing also brought me a poncho, which I'm excited about. So here's your big yellow poncho that Andrew Kaplan found yesterday. So have fun with that. And then I get a poncho, too, to make sure I don't get any chili on me if you're messy. By the way, this is one bowl of chili. I don't know. It's gonna. It's not going to be like a chili apocalypse in here. <laughs> is it, though? Isn't you might it? get some chili shrapnel. Yeah. I don't want to get hit with a side, you know, whatever's in Skyline Chili. I don't even know. How aggressively are you going to dunk your face into the bowl, Perloff? I'm going to eat chili. I'm just going to eat it. I'm just going to go, gonna like, I'm not going to, I'm not, like, bobbing up and down in it. <laughs> Are you going to do the, the the dog reverse tongue, lap it up? Maybe at the end. Oh, I don't like know about that. Clean. Oh, so yeah. What, like what's is... your, you got to have a strategy, well, man. There, okay, Pat, there's spaghetti in there. So yeah. that's, what I've been actually thinking about it. That's what I get a hold of. You're going to slurp? Well, no, I mean, I need something to bite, yeah. you know, so. By that... the way, a, a subtext of this, just a PS, is Pearl's cooking the spaghetti in the microwave. I've never heard of that before. Well, I go- yeah, we don't have a, an oven. It's pretty simple. <laughs> just uh, put water on it, cover it, and for three minutes, and your spaghetti's done. Who knew? 
Well, I don't know. That doesn't sound but that wild. Is, you got This is a short week. You don't want to go in there like the commanders and underestimate this chili. You can slurp. You can bite. You can munch. You can bob. You, you've got to figure out what it is that you do. Figure out what you do. Well, yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no practice round. I, I didn't know how to. There's no preseason. With yeah, me. I actually, I have no strategy whatsoever because I've never been in this situation. No one has. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to the Maggie and Perloff show. In a short two and a half hours, I will be diving headfirst into a bowl of chili, which sounds great. I love chili. Chili's one of my top five favorite foods. Uh, melted cheese, spaghetti, all good. The caveat is I'm not allowed to use hands because I lost a bet, which I don't even know how I lost this bet. I was so sure I was going to win. What is Joe Burrow doing? It was Joe Burrow's average salary per year, higher than Justin Herbert. And you know how it played out? He basically has the same salary as Justin Herbert, but he wanted 400000 more, so he could say he was the highest-paid quarterback. Why does Joe Burrow care about that? Because they all care about it. They Patrick all Mahomes be... is the best quarterback in the league. He doesn't care about it. He's well below these other guys. No, he restructured, so now he's just as high. That discount that Mahomes gave him apparently was only for the first couple years of the contract. Then he saw everyone else getting all this money. He was like, wait a minute. Tom Brady was never the highest average salary. I this... know Brady's the outlier. Yeah, I mean, outlier because he has seven rings, too. So, That's I'm true. honestly, I'll pay this bet, but I feel bad for Bengals fans because they have a selfish quarterback. <laughs> and I'm mad at Joe Burrow. I just love it. You're like, I'm about to dive into this bowl of chili. And normally that's a figure of speech. But for you today, that's yeah. actually, that's what it's going to look like. Head first dive. Yeah, I don't, honestly, I'm a, I'm a little worried my, my hands are just instinctively going to help me out. I'll hold it back. <laughs> You're not letting, we're not letting you use hands today. Uh, before we get to Bogus and headlines, Big Bears win last night. Big showing from Justin Fields and DJ Moore. Our pal Jay is in Nashville. Jay, what's going on? Good morning. Okay, as long as I know Perloff, and every time he loses a show bet, you got these wick, wick, whack consequences that he's got to do, like eat peanut butter, wool, or always got to eat a bowl of Skyline chili. Like, what is the big Come on, man. No, that's not a consequence. Next time he loses his show bet, I'm telling you, I'm proposing three things. He either got to eat a bowl of chitlins, he's got to sit there and watch the prepared chitlins before he eats it so he knows it's real. Like, he's got to watch the dookie get cleaned out of the intestines. Oh, my God. And the lady look at him like, Perloff, this is what you're going to be eating with some hot sauce. Oh, dude. Either that or some goat anus, or or he cannot clean his nose for two days straight 
He got to get live on TV. You reach up in that illustrious beak of his and pick out a long wet daddy and eat a booger live on Wait TV. Wait a minute, Jay. What are now you, some kind of masochist? Have you been sitting that's around thinking these things up? What are you, some kind of... No, 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 no. It just hit my head because it's like, wow, he's got to eat chili. Oh, 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 my God, God forbid. Like, come on, man. <laughs> It's not a consequence. Jay, are you Next, not you know, he's entertained? Gotta, he's gotta eat a whole. Next time he's got to eat a whole tub of cotton candy. Like, wow. You know what I mean? Come on, bro. Wait, is, do people eat goat anus? I've never heard of that. No, we're going to make it up for you, Perloff. Well, how, Jay, how, <laughs> how do we acquire said goat anus? Like, you hey, can't buy to, that at Jamaica, the store. Go to Jamaica where they love eating goat curry and all that type of stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Say, hey, go to Jamaica. <laughs> we don't have to go to Jamaica. We live in New York City. We got little pockets. We got little Kingston. You know, we've got little yeah, everything in New York. Queens. You can go to Jamaica, Queens and get it. <laughs> Jamaica, Queens. Is it <laughs> like Jamaica? Go to Flatbush. There go you go. Flatbush. Flatbush is more like it, Jay. You know your geography. Wow, Jay, I'm kind of surprised. I, I thought hey, you'd I'm, be I'm down with these. Many, I'm a man of many things. You already know that. You already know that, Maggie. The you true know, renaissance books, man. Whatever. Jay, thank you for the input. All right, well, bet's off. Goat anus it is. <laughs> Changing on the fly. I like it. Let's go I, be versatile. I, I, I'm not a, a, Pat, can you get on that, please? Uh, uh, we'll need that in an hour. Sure. I, I can go procure some goat anus. Uh, I am not adverse to unusual foods. Like, I love Anthony Bourdain when he goes overseas and, and would eat weird things. I'd eat, if there was, like, a delicacy goat anus, like, I would, I don't know, like, it wouldn't be the worst thing. But the way... Jay described everything. Kind of grossed me out. Well, the, yeah, you think? I mean, you eating your own boogers. Yeah, that's that's a good visual <laughs> I mean, on the that's, internet. That's pretty gross. That's pretty I mean, normal. I tell you, so we did these bets forever. Is it pretty normal? No. <laughs> I, <laughs> Not me. I think we checked the tape. I think Pat just said that's pretty normal. You're yeah. a booger eater? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, sure. So at Dan Patrick's show, we do these bets all the time. 95% of the calls wanted one thing, shave an eyebrow, shave an eyebrow, shave. He's got to shave an eyebrow. He, I mean, listen, Notre Dame didn't cover, shave an eyebrow. <laughs> what, call, radio callers want one thing, and that's to have some body part deformed or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, tattoo. Yeah. Or, something like that. Uh, or dip something in hot sauce. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think this is pretty good. I thought it was pretty good, too. It's going to be a good visual. YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio if you want to watch. Uh, Andrew Bogish is here. He's agreed to do play-by-play of this. He's a, a card-carrying, uh, you know, professional announcer, Fordham basketball and other things. So you get, like, we get the full treatment here. Yeah. Andrew, do you think there's going to be enough to actually call here? <laughs> like, that, think, enough variation? I think that's up to you how much you're going to struggle drowning in the chili. I need some <laughs> flailing, need some shrapnel. Yeah. He thinks flying out. Uh oh, we have something in his eye. He has a shred of cheese in his eye. Like, if you could slam your face into the bowl so there's like an actual kind of explosion of chili, that would be good. Wait, hold on. One other thing. Sorry. Jay said chitlins, right? Yes. Which is. I was going to bring that up. Small intestine. Correct. But, Perloff, you're from Philadelphia. Yeah. Isn't the tripe uh, cheesesteak, isn't that a thing? It's like the stomach lining. Right of a cow? I've never heard of a tripe cheesesteak. That sounds oh, that's Scrapple a is a big thing in Philadelphia. Ugh. And we don't know what that is, right? Scrapple is basically like the worst parts of the pig. The leftover? Yeah. It's like a hot dog, but like worse. Yeah. yeah. 
Bring so, back that goatiness. Tripe, I don't think tripe is <laughs> a big thing. other things. I don't think tripe is a Philly thing. I think scrapple might be what you're oh, thinking I of. I thought that tripe was also a cheese, like a possible cheesesteak. Uh, oh, God. Tri-tip cheesesteak? No, I think tripe, guys. Okay, anyway. Uh, <laughs> wait, what, wait, sorry. What is tripe? Is that brains? I think, no, it's the lining of the stomach. Yeah, oh. it's heinous mm. looking. I've seen it in soups. Yeah, it's like, uh, it looks like a webbing. Yeah. Oh, heinous, anus. <laughs> That's anus. the next bet. <laughs> I have seen, I just Googled. Anus, everybody. I have seen a lot of grilled tri-tip cheesesteak. I'm not seeing any grilled tripe cheesesteak. <laughs> difference. If I you go like up to Pat's or Gino's in Philadelphia and say, I'll have a, a tripe with whiz, they will look at you like you are crazy. And by the way, anybody who ruins a cheesesteak experience by ordering tripe on their cheesesteak, that is a mistake. They're going to think you're trying to order drugs. I got the back door. Oh, you want the tripe? You want yeah. to heat it up? So Wait. Jay, but Jay did sort of hint at something that is real about the bet. Uh, I am doing something that I love. Part of the reason I was excited about this bet is I love chili. So I am diving into something I love, not tripe and not uh, chitlin. So I do understand what you're saying. And then my next bet is eating four cheesesteaks in a half an hour. Well, now if they're heinous anus cheesesteaks, <laughs> maybe Jay now will be satisfied. You, yeah, I don't know where you're going to find a tripe cheesesteak. <laughs> well, you know, uh, we're resourceful around here. We've got the internet and yeah. several brains we can put together. You can eat brains. All right, all right. Well, who's up next? What do you want? Uh, I'll have uh, I'll have goat anus with cheese whiz, please. <laughs> you want onions on that? <laughs> um, it's really all about the bread, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they always say. It's it's it's, 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 it's it's always about the bread. Well, you have to have enough piece of sturdy bread to soak up the <laughs> yeah. Everything that's, everything that's leaking out yeah. of you. All right. Uh, Football. Anyway. Uh, was Justin Fields right? Whatever he and or the coach is doing differently, it's working, at least for the last five days. Snap field stares down the left side. Pass oh. is caught by Moore. Down the sidelines. And nothing but green grass. He is gone, baby. Touchdown. DJ Moore on third and two. The corner broke on it. Missed it. DJ Moore caught it. And he accentuates what's been a spectacular day. 56-yard touchdown, and that puts the icing on the cake. That's Jeff Joniak on Bears Radio. The 56-yard connection, the knockout punch after a 27-3 halftime lead was cut to 10 points in the fourth. The Bears win for the first time since last October, 40-20 over the Commanders in the D.C. <laughs> area. Fields back-to-back four TD games. Really just proud of everybody, you know, proud of Everybody blocking the outside noise out and um, really just working. So um, really a tribute to, to everyone in the building. DJ Moore caught three of Fields' four touchdowns. Eight catches total for him for 230 yards. The Commanders suffered their third loss in a row. They gave the ball away twice, took it away zero times. Sam Howell was sacked five times. This bear win coming hours after the team announced the passing of the legendary Dick Butkus. The Hall of Famer was 80, passed away in his sleep. Butkus, a five-time first-team All-Pro selection in his nine seasons. The NCAA is now letting North Carolina wide out Tez Walker play this season. He could, he should debut tomorrow against Syracuse. Walker's a two-time transfer, so he needed a waiver to play this season, and that waiver kept being denied with most of the sport mad about that. The NCAA says UNC submitted new info recently changing their mind, and they say this would have never been an issue had that info gotten to them sooner. Have you guys watched, by the way, a North Carolina game and everybody starts chanting, Tez Walker, Tez yeah. Walker. The NCAA, Maggie and I talk about this a lot, like they have no power anymore. 
Like what they were trying to make a last stand against this Tez Walker kid. Like they, everybody should play wherever they want to play. Uh, have you seen the latest thing with NCAA? No. We're going to talk about this a little yeah. bit later when we do our daily Dion and we check in with Dion Sanders every no. day. The NCAA is thinking about. Did you see the story? I don't folks? think so. They're thinking about starting, uh, going to start this rule that if you are on an unofficial visit to a campus, you cannot take pictures or do a photo shoot with the head coach. This is now going to unofficially be called the Deion Sanders rule because you had recruits on an unofficial visit who were posing with Deion and like Deion in a Lamborghini or Deion in a bunch of Louis Vuitton luggage, and they're going to try to ban that. I'm like, you guys Why? got nothing better to do than <laughs> to ban someone taking a picture with Deion Sanders on an unofficial visit. Well, I'm fascinated with the recruits get $5,000 to take a picture in the team jersey, too. Yeah, they're getting paid by the, what, by which the I NIL, know that- by the collective to take R- a to just take a visit. Take a visit, and then what they really want is the Instagram post wearing the Florida jersey. I the NCAA is probably sitting back and being like, Dion especially, be like, we have totally lost control, <laughs> see, which the is one great thing we can do. <laughs> no, but see, that's yeah. that's the thing when people say, oh, Dion says he's never he would never go to the NFL, never go to the NFL. It's like, well, look at Jim Harbaugh who had to sit out the first four games or whatever this year. Like at some point, you don't want to deal with this crap. You might as well just go to the NFL. Jim Harbaugh desperately tried to go to the NFL <laughs> last three, three seasons. Taking every interview yeah, possible. You have to, unlike, I think the NFL will want Dion more than they want Harbaugh. Anyway. Uh, Sunday was the last time the Mets had any embarrassment, so yesterday's news was overdue. Billy <laughs> Epler stepping down as GM, saying new president David Stearns needs a clean slate, even though the plan was always for Epler to stick around. Epler is reportedly under MLB investigation for misusing the injured list, but... That shouldn't be enough to force a resignation. So I'm excited to see what actually went down. <laughs> that not, changed this. Yeah, no, this is not out. the story. No, not you even don't a even bit. have to be anywhere close to the Mets organization or have anything invested to know that there is clearly something else at play here. And, and the final thing, which this is involves everyone in the country now, I think Epler had the relationship with Shohei Otani. Right. And now who's got the relationship with Otani? I don't know. Wait, I mean, is Otani looking at the Mets? I mean, they're probably going to make them a crazy huge offer. Yeah. Somebody, again, the other day said, you know, keep an eye on the Dodgers and the Mets. And I, I don't know what, what that means, but there's also that other Japanese pitcher now, that Yamamoto, who is another Epler kind of avenue mm. through Billy to get him to be on the Mets. So now that's all completely off the table. I mean, without following it too closely, if you're saying keep an eye on the Dodgers and the Mets, you might as well buy a house near Chavez Ravine because he's going to the Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> the Dodgers win all those battles yes, until, unless the should. Padres drive up a Brinks truck. Uh, the Lakers begin their preseason tomorrow against the Warriors without LeBron. Six preseason games, so hopefully I can get to have at least half of them. Um, but we'll see. I think every game um, um, will, will dictate. Um, I will not be playing the Saturday's game, that's for sure, um, in, in the Bay, but um, we'll see what happens. Uh, I didn't know this. Uh, um, 39-year-old LeBron is the oldest yeah. active player in the NBA as this new season begins. That's I right. saw that last night. He reacted to that. He, he was really funny. He's like, what? Wait, who would be older? I just thought there's usually like some 40. Well, yeah. it was Udonis, Udonis Haslam, Haslam right, and yeah. there's usually somebody like that, like a tall old guy at the end of a bench just sitting somewhere waiting to maybe play a minute or two. Chris I want my Burn damn man. respect, too. Yeah. Vince Carter went to 40, I think. Yeah. Uh, definitely Jamal Crawford uh, and those six men guys last forever. Yeah. Uh, did you guys see LeBron last night on the Amazon thing? He's going to be doing the second, the Manning cast on October 12th. Uh, so yeah, he his, does like a second screen. Yeah, with the he's going to do it. Guys. And yeah. he started, they did some promos for it. LeBron, 
I think LeBron wants a second career as a football analyst. I was watching him He's on Amazon last night. It. It, it feels like all he wants to talk about is NFL right now. He's making picks, NFL picks yeah. every week on his social media, and he's basically out there begging the Kelseys to have him on their podcast. Yeah, he talked about Kelsey last night on Amazon, too, and he's like, my guy, Pat Mahomes, and we're going to get Kelsey on the shop. He wants Kelsey desperately on the shop. and it's, Everyone uh, wants that Taylor Swift-Kelsey shine right now, and also, like, LeBron, <laughs> get off our corner. We're the ones who talk NFL, you know? We're the ones who no, I, We don't but, need, like, the maybe best or second-best player of all time in the NBA trying to be an NFL analyst. But I am dying to know who they get at that episode of The Shop, uh, the live. They're going to have superstars. Maverick and LeBron had a twinkle in their eye. They're gonna have. They're gonna be in LA and have five people watching the game. Oh, yeah, I, I'm into it. I think LeBron should do to replace Tony Romo next year. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't. I wouldn't be mad at it. Uh, one other basketball thing: the WNBA is expanding. I think for the first time since 2008, a team's going to the Bay Area, run by the Warriors. Will begin playing in 2025. We should also get a second new team soon, maybe in Portland. Back to you guys. Adrian Bogish, thank you so much. Bogish is going to be doing a little play-by-play of Perloff eating chili later on this afternoon. Jerry is in San Francisco. Good morning, Jerry. How are you? Uh, I am I am well, thank you. I'm desperately trying to get to sleep. But when the topic turned to... Uh, well, you never know. When the topic, <laughs> topic turned to whole animal cookery, I, yeah. I, I just couldn't resist. Oh, okay, great. Uh, so uh, you were discussing, uh, actually, let me get Scrapple out of the way. For those of you who don't know, that the traditional meat in Scrapple is, is from the pig's head. Ah, okay. Oh, God. Okay. You know, mm. cheek, jowls, brains. Yeah. Okay. Wait, well, are you if, serious? What wow. if it's better? I'm head or tail? Serious. Yeah. I'm deadly serious, and, and when it's made well, it's delicious. You know, it's a big deal in Pennsylvania, Scrapple, and I would yeah. never touch it. <laughs> yeah. okay. well, what okay. do you mean? Uh, sorry, side note, what is Spam? Oh, uh, Spam is a, it's a bunch of ground meat. Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that's good, but I've never tasted it. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, what else you got for us, Jerry? You had, you mentioned yes, something yes, about the goat the, goat anus? Yeah, well, it's the main topic here, yes. <laughs> I, now, I, I, I know nothing about uh, goat anus, but I do know something about the anus of another animal. So who of you there uh, enjoys fried calamari? Yo, me. Mm. Mm. Not anymore, I can tell already. <laughs> I'm suddenly very okay. nervous. Well, this is, this is one of those stories about restaurants who label uh, an item as something but are selling you something completely different oh, so they no. can make more money. Oh, no. Are and, you sure you want to share this with our audience oh, right now? No, it ain't, it ain't that bad. It's bad, but it ain't that bad. Uh, maybe it is. Uh, so <laughs> what they will do is instead of calamari rings, yes, you will have processed pig anus. Oh, no. Oh, come on. No. Jerry, where's the yep. health department on that? that that's well, awful. It well, it's illegal, of course, to mislabel it. It's not illegal to prepare it, I guess. But, but the bottom line is, uh, I think people would like the little sea creature uh, when they order it and not <laughs> no. uh, pig anus. Oh, my gosh, Jerry. You got to write a book or something. If you know all these secrets, you got to expose the restaurant industry for the lies they're telling us. Bogus is not recovered from this. Well, I, I, how do you, what kind of quality control do you do when you sit down at a restaurant and you want calamari? How do you know that it's safe? Well, uh, also, the rings are one thing, but what about the little tentacles? I feel like that's got to be real calamari, right? I'm Pick reading his tentacles. I'm reading this as an <laughs> urban legend, by the way, that, first of all, I didn't even know it was an urban legend, <laughs> that, that calamari is really 
pig rectum here. There's okay. a lot of stories on this that it's all fake news. I don't and know. I'm going to go with that. Jerry seemed pretty convincing. Jerry's a liar. It sounds like an urban legend. I mean, I'm not going to stop eating calamari. I'm right, thinking I mean, about it. That is true. So far, so good, right? We've all had it. We've all survived it. No one's been bothered by it. You just keep going. Live in ignorance. Exactly. Well, I, I don't know, guys. I mean, we know now. You can't unknow it. Bogus, you're a newsman. You can't just all of a sudden no, ignore. No, no. I'm Stuff choosing, it down deep. Yeah, I'm, I'm believing whatever Pearl is looking at right By now. By the way, you guys should have made me do something like that for the bet. Eat some weird, like, brains or something. Get ready. Yeah. <laughs> Next time. Got a lot riding on this Cowboys 49ers. All right, Pilati, you want to go head to head on something? Because I can tell you don't want to eat brains. I, I am I am very strategic. I will find my spot. You'll pick your spot. <laughs> I was next to a friend of mine when she ate brains. Yeah, it's like a big Stuff. thing in Europe, right? Uh, we were in Morocco, actually. Yeah. Uh, she ate the brains. We didn't know it was brains. And uh, it really ruined her day, to be honest. I ate horse once in France. That wasn't fun. Well, when I kill an animal, the first Ikea, thing I do yeah. is take a bite of its heart. I saw that on, a, on my survivalist shows. That's like, when you when you were a hunter, that you take a bite of the heart. What are you, is... the Revenant? Jeez. <laughs> no, that's what they do on Alone, my favorite show about it, surviving in the Alaskan outback. What a good show. It's a great... Oh, you're an Alone fan? I'm catching up. They always eat the heart. It's actually a sign of a tribute. Right. I was going to say, is that just like a taste thing or... Uh, well, they're very hungry, so they'll, they'll eat the entire animal, including the parts that we've been discussing oh, today. Including the carcass. Yeah. Start with the anus, end with the anus. I don't know. 855-212-4CBS. <laughs> Please edit that out of the podcast. Uh, coming up, did we write off Alabama too soon? We've got a big Cowboys 49ers game coming up this weekend. We've got so much to do. Perloff eats the chili later on this show. Welcome back to Maggie and Proloff. New morning show here on CBS Sports Radio. And considering our last conversation about animal parts and what you might actually be eating when you think you're eating fried calamari, I think this, uh, our initiation into morning radio has been complete now. <laughs> Yeah, it's getting gross. (laughs) It will be grosser later. Uh, That's when Perloff pays off his bet. He's going to eat a bowl of Skyline chili with no hands. If you'd like to watch something like that, YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio is the place to do it. We get to Alabama and whether we were too quick to write off the dynasty in just a moment. But Frank is in Georgia. Good morning, Frank. Hey, good morning. Uh, Welcome to the morning show. Thank you. Uh, uh, I used to listen to you driving home from work. Now I get to listen to you driving to work. Oh, great. well, thanks. Thanks for hanging with us. How you doing? I'm doing great. I just want to tell you that the guy who called about the big rectum and calamari, that yeah. is totally not true. I spent a number of years working in the seafood industry, um, seafood processing. Yeah. We use real calamari. We make, and we supplied <laughs> a lot of You don't know how major. relieved we are to hear you say oh. that because there was a lot of gut check moments that just happened in the last break. It goes dinner tonight. That's totally, <laughs> that totally gross. I've heard that story before myself, but I know for a fact I've been on the manufacturing floor. I've seen the calamari go through the line, and those who were being made were going to, like, U.S. Foods and Cisco. And, yeah, right. And those major suppliers for most restaurants. Frank, Frank, thank you for calling in. And by the way, can we just have your personal number in case we have any other questions (laughs) about seafood processing? We can text you. But Frank, isn't calamari kind of a garbage fish anyway? Uh, I've used calamari as bait before. It's not exactly the greatest fish in the world either. No, calamari is squid, and squid eats other squids and other other small things. Uh, Okay. 
tilapia is, is a garbage fish. That stuff eats anything off the bottom of the of the lake that they they're living in. That's that's not, I will never eat tilapia, but no calamari is great. I mean, I've used it for bait too, and I've caught some great fish with it. But um, no, it, it it's good and if it's done right and cooked well. It, it should be nice and soft and not rubbery in your mouth. I love okay. it. All right, so calamari. Thank you, Frank, and thanks for hanging with us and switching with us from afternoons to mornings here. So calamari, we're back on the calamari bandwagon, but tilapia is dead to us. Can I pull an audible and eat tila- uh, eat calamari without my hands? <laughs> no, we don't have that kind of capability here. Yeah, I'd be. I just think it'd be logistically easier for me. <laughs> How about a raw calamari? Yeah, uh, I probably could do that. I like sushi. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I think the problem with the Skyline Chili that I have to eat without my hands is what do I grab onto? That's a you problem. Uh, because every, it's it's chili, but it's famously like soup. That's the, what Skyline is known as. It's a bit of a problem here. <laughs> I am so glad this is not me. Um, so Perloff's going to do that later on this morning. Meanwhile, you got a big game here with Alabama-Texas A&M. Now, Alabama right now is a one-point favorite. This is going to be a 3.30 Eastern game. You got a nice little college football Saturday here. You get the uh, Texas-Oklahoma's at noon Eastern. Then you go right into Alabama and Texas A&M, and then right into, if you want, Notre Dame and Louisville at night. So you got a couple of really big games here. But let's focus in on Alabama because after they lost to Texas – there was a lot of obituaries being written and eulogies about the Alabama dynasty. But meanwhile, they have rebounded and played pretty well since that loss, especially on the defensive side. They've played very well, not getting okay. pushed around in the way they were against Texas. And maybe we we're too quick to write off Bama. Maybe, but they have such a hard run coming up. I Honestly, here's the thing. Alabama's standards are what? If they're not in the Final Four, that season is a failure. So I think if you say that we're not going to write them off, that means you sit, think they're going to make the Final Four, and I still think it's a long, long road ahead. Okay, well, the games that are on the road that are going to be difficult for them is really Kentucky. We'll see if they're still ranked by the time they play on November 11th. And then, of course, you got the Iron Bowl with Auburn at the end of the season. I don't think Alabama's yeah. like, I don't think they're a two-loss team if they get by A&M. Mm. Arkansas is tough, but Arkansas's at home. Tennessee's tough, but they get Tennessee at home. I know, I, know they're, I know they're at home. Well, they lost to Texas at home. So I just think that Tennessee, LSU, Kentucky run is going to be tricky for them because I still don't quite know who they are. They feel like... You know, they like Jalen Milrow now, but where? why didn't they like him at first? So I'm He's not totally better. sure. Has he, I, he looked fine before. They never should have benched him. That's why I was so mad at Nick Saban in the first place. Okay, go ahead. They, I was, they I were was leaving no doubt, I think. Yeah. But for the new audience who's getting used to us here in the morning, this was a couple weeks ago. Here was Perloff talking about Nick Saban. Alabama is crap. <laughs> Nick Saban has lost his fastball. What? Nick Saban, by the way, he should retire tomorrow. Tomorrow. He is Wash. They didn't beat South Florida enough for you by enough? Tommy Reese, you watch the plays that Alabama is calling when my quarterback, Tyler Buckner, start. It's like, what did you expect to happen? Like, I, I, even a Superman, Shador Sanders Brady, could not have done anything with his <laughs> offense. Alabama was outcoached by South Florida in a 17 3 win. Honestly, I, I think Alabama's doomed. And I think the beat, I was is high this on the, the end team of the dynasty. Say, I think it's the end of the dynasty. I think, yeah. I think Saban's lost. Wow. I think, honestly. You stand by that? Let's have some real talk here. Yeah. Nick Saban's doing it weekly with Pat McAfee. Yeah. Does that strike anybody as unusual? It is a little unusual, I guess. Uh, I just think that Nick Saban has a fascination with TV. I just 
don't know how much he... I saw him the other day. I saw him yesterday. He lo- uh, Maybe it was two days ago. He looked great. He was really comfortable with the guys, with A.J. Hawk and Pat McAfee. I don't know. You think I, he's I, eyeing the media? Well, I think if they don't make the Final Four, so they have to go on a run, which is such... The, I, I think I overreacted. I'm a huge Jalen Milrow fan. I was angry that he got benched, <laughs> to be honest. In your I, feelings? I, I was definitely in my feelings there. But I do wonder, you know, one more loss. Even this game, this like one-point spread. If they lose this game and he loses to Jimbo... That's all of a sudden a disaster. That's like a little mini apocalypse in Alabama, <laughs> right? So yeah, right. Yeah. things look Two good losses, right now. But in the in the middle of October, that would not be good. Things look good right now, but you have to be honest. Like one more loss, and all of a sudden. What I said, I think everybody's going to start saying because a two-loss Alabama team this year is not that is not going to make it. There's too many good teams, and and there are only four playoff teams. Yeah, but you know we still have a lot of season left, and a two-loss Alabama team last year actually had a pretty decent case to make the Final Four. Right. I just if you just look at the math, you're going to get an SEC team, probably Georgia. You're going to get at least one Big Ten team. The Pac-12 this year is getting a Final Four team. As sort of a farewell gift, but they're just so good. <laughs> and then Texas already beat Alabama, so you have a lot of problems. They're already, if you look at the math, they're already getting pinned out of this two loss. And also, they didn't get in last year. I know, but they had a case. Like if TCU hadn't had this sort of miracle season, I bet it would have been Alabama. So that, by the way, you're now making me more interested in this game. Uh, it's going to be an ugly game, just like it's been. It's going to be the Jimbo Fisher anger game. Three thirty. Oh, this is going to be fun. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.